When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in the last week or two, we've seen quite a bit of negative price action in the precious metals markets. You know, I put out a video earlier this week titled How Low Will Silver Go? And and basically I said that the bottom was more or less in. You know, I said it was around 1580 is my guess. The lowest 1560 for silver and, and, you know, similar, you know, corresponding levels for gold. and, And of course, that basically was the bottom thus far. I mean, that's subject to change. They could they could head lower certainly, uh, but they did bounce a little bit. But but that's not the point of this video. You know, talking about kind of that short term price action. Um, the reason that I bring that up is is in that period of time, with, with that extra price action. You know, both metals just really getting hammered down. You had a lot of commentators, a lot of analysts talking about the metals, talking about the markets, and and where they saw the price heading next and, and predictably they were pretty split on it you, you had a lot of them including people like me or, or or you know people in the alternative media whatever that were very positive on the markets remained positive on the markets you know people saying you know these these metals are cheap right you can get them at an even greater discount right now they're so undervalued for reasons a b and c well they're short term or medium or long term uh, you know fundamentals and and market forces they're undervalued, right? Plenty of people saying that and that they should be much, much higher, that they're oversold, right? Even over the short term. But you also had a lot of negative sentiment following these these metals, especially gold. I mean, that's the one that, that you see maybe more mainstream commentators focus on a little bit more. Talking about how gold was, you know, possibly heading under 1200 under 1150 you know, closer and closer to uh, $1,000. Um, and, and, you know, the fact remains that that negative sentiment about precious metals, right? Um, just a lack of enthusiasm in many cases is pretty pervasive among investors. And that kind of gets to the title of this video. Three reasons why uh, many investors are not interested in gold and silver. They don't invest or they hold very small amounts of their portfolios in precious metals. I mean, with with that being said, you know, quick qualifier before I, before I get into some of these, these big reasons. There are some big investors that are interested in precious metals, right? It's not just people like you and I, you know, hoarding our, our silver coins and bars in our houses or, or whatever, you know. There are plenty of wealthy individuals. Oftentimes, um, these these holdings are, are not disclosed. But, you know, judging by how much silver and gold are held in, um, you know, vaults, basically, custodian accounts, uh, privately held, you know, allocated gold and silver, it's it's reasonable to assume that there are plenty of wealthy investors that are in precious metals. Plus, there are some of the biggest investors or institutions of them all heavily invested in silver and gold. I'm talking about not even just banks, but um, governments, right? Think of think of the uh, China. You know, the People's Bank of a China, People's Bank of China, kind of their central bank officially holds you know 1,800. I think it was um, you know, around 2,000. Maybe it's shy of 2,000 tons of gold. Um, but, you know, I had had uh, Lewis from from Small Gold on the other day, and he's talking about how, you know, it's it's probably closer to 20,000. Right. We take into account um, all the gold that is owned by, you know, state owned subsidiaries or or, um, you know, sovereign investment firms or whatever. 
or even just wealthy individuals who, who own a lot of gold that could very easily be confiscated by a government like China's, you know, quite a bit. And, and certainly that's a case for other large uh, countries as well. And silver, I mean, silver's got a big fan uh, in, in one of the largest banks in the world, J.P. Morgan Chase, right? They have what I believe to be an actual physical ho- uh, hoard. Not everybody believes that it's actually physical, but but it's quite sizable, you know, upwards of 130 or 140 million ounces that's registered and, and potentially much, much more that is unregistered, okay? So, so we do count ourselves among some pretty influential companies. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say that they're a good company by any means, but people do get interested in precious metals uh, other than just, you know, stackers like you and I. So with that being said, I do want to get to the three big reasons that I see that are kind of holding back um, silver and gold investments and, and as well as the price. I mean, don't get me wrong, the price is a big a big player in that is is paper manipulation but you know given enough interest in the physical market uh that that manipulation on the paper market i believe could very easily relatively easily been be be broken right um uh, enough physical demand could could basically break the the paper markets okay um so the manipulation is a big part of it but but top three reasons all right i'll just get into them number one okay price action Okay, and again, I just mentioned manipulation. This is a big player in price action. But if you are an investor, right, in in today's age, in in 2018, you have a lot of choices. And of course, we can think of some of the mainstream choices. Um, The stock market, okay, very popular among people saving for retirement, people saving for for whatever. Um, and, And by no means do I think stocks are always a bad investment. Okay, you know, Personally speaking, I, I don't want to make this like uh, official investment advice for you guys, but personally speaking, you know, I think go- stocks are, are not a bad investment. Businesses are not a bad investment because they do grow. OK, um, with that being said, I think that they're massively overvalued right now, maybe not worldwide, but certainly here in the United States and, and in many other you know, developed uh, economies or markets, um, massively overvalued right uh, stocks are not always a good buy. Right. And then you have treasury bonds. OK. Um, well, I'll go back to stocks for a second. Um, one of the appeals with stocks is lots of growth, right? Whether we're talking about the S&P or the NASDAQ or or whatever other index around the world, um, there's a high potential for return when things are going well, okay? Take... Um, you know, take that that kind of year of you know, beginning of 2017 through January 2018, right? The stock market went up from what, like 19,000, talking about the Dow Jones, to like 27,000, 26,000, somewhere in that range. Uh, that's huge. That is a huge return, right? Certainly an exceptional return for the S&P, but there's a lot of appeal there, right? Um, and in terms of maybe more safe haven investments, there's also things like bond markets. But uh, precious metals, you know... For, for quite a few years now have been either sideways or negative, okay? Take silver, for example, right? Silver bottomed out in the, um, when was it? I think it was December 2015 or January 2016 in that period of time. And if I remember correctly, you know, looking at a price chart, I think it dropped below $15 then, okay? But all things considered, I mean, since then, it, it, it topped $20 in the summer 2016. But, but today it's only, you know, around $16, Similar story for gold. You know, gold was up around, you know, 2000 or 1900 back in what, like 2012 or, or around that period of time. And it just basically went down until, you know, end of 2015. And it's slowly been coming up since then. But it's not a ton of positive action. OK. And and I think that's going to change. You know, going back to the title of this video, why I think this this sentiment is going to change. 
momentum is huge for markets, whether it's stocks or uh, cryptocurrencies or, or precious metals or whatever. Momentum is huge, okay? And I think that if, you know, silver and gold can really get some serious momentum going, again, uh, manipulation tends to, to break the back of any significant momentum. But um, I think that's a big piece of it, why so many people are just not interested. They see the returns that they can get in stocks, or cryptos, or real estate, or you know, steady returns out of out of the bond market, and precious metals just don't always appeal to them. Of course, what they don't always consider is that yes, stocks can be a great investment, can yield a great return. Cryptocurrencies, speculative in terms of a speculative manner, obviously they've done very well in the past, certainly in 2017, and bonds. You know, assuming that that you're actually going to get paid that money and that inflation is not out of control. Bonds are not always a bad investment either. The problem is that many of these investors don't consider, are these investments currently overvalued? Are they due for a correction? And I think that the the answer to that is yes for stocks, yes for bonds, or at least that that the the, I'll put it this way, the bond market can be propped up, right? Prices can be propped up in the bond market, okay? However, if, if you're going to keep the yield at 2% and, and not let it rise above 2 or 3% or whatever, um, that doesn't mean that you can control inflation, okay? And so so if it's at 2 or 3% and inflation's 5%, that's not a good investment, right? And Unless you're, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Um, but but I think they're overvalued. Um, certainly the stock market can be propped up as well, but, but um, I certainly don't see that happening a ton right now. I see, if anything... A lot of support being removed from from some worldwide markets. Plunge protection team is still around. Don't get me wrong, but um, I don't I don't think just because they can be propped up that 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 means stocks are a sure investment. And cryptocurrencies, um, real estate, it's in a bubble, due for a correction. Cryptocurrencies, you know, that's a whole other story, top for a whole other video. But certainly, um, investors that went all in in cryptos at the end of 2017 because they thought they were going higher, they got burned. Right? Um, investors oftentimes don't consider is this asset currently overvalued? Oftentimes what they're thinking is, how much higher can it go? What what type of return can I get on my investment horizon or whatever? But they don't think, is it currently overvalued? Is it due for a correction? So price action, I think is a huge piece of, of why there's not a ton of interest in gold and silver among even just average investors or or um, you know even some larger firms or, or more wealthy investors. Um, the second reason... I think, as to why there's not a ton of interest in silver and gold right now, has to do with some late cycle psychology. Okay, I don't know if that's an official term or not, but that's what I'm calling it. Basically, we have, you know, the the Great Recession started in, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, that kind of three-year period. I don't know if we were officially in a recession by 2010, probably probably not. But but you know that period of time, that scarred a lot of investors, that made investors very worried. And every bit of risk that was around the world, you know, was, was they, they took it seriously, right? Um, whether it was, uh, and, 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 you know, some of this has still persisted, but, but risk was taken much more seriously back in 2010 or 2009 than it is today. I mean, here we are in 2018, 10 years out, roughly from 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 when all of this started you know i think it's i think it's september that that a lot of these uh events you know when when we had lehman brothers fall apart so coming up on 10 years in the future um and i think this late cycle psychology is coming into play where i think a lot of investors 
are getting gutsy, that they are basically dismissing risk or, you know, I, I shouldn't say they're totally ignoring risk, but they are not pricing it in, okay? They are not appreciating um, some of the lessons that they should have learned in the past in 2008 or in 2000 or 2001 or whatever when the dot-com bubble popped. And, and I believe that in today's world, there is a ton of risk, okay? And, and, and you know, this is even, you know, since I started this YouTube channel at the end of 2016, I've seen a lot of these risks pop up and I've seen them grow more and more, right? People have been predicting a collapse or, or a crisis, another financial crisis for a long time now, but, but things are really beginning to change now. You have a Fed that is rapidly tightening their policy. You know, not crazy fast, but they're increasing how fast they're tightening as they reduce more and more of their balance sheet each month. You have um, interest rates that are rising, right? Debt can, debt can run up for a long time, but uh, it uh, once interest rates start to rise, that's when debt really starts to matter again, um, and, and people kind of are forced to pay attention to it. You see a lot of markets like the auto market, potentially the real estate market slowly rolling over. The stock market is you know basically unchanged for like six or seven months now. I mean that's that's crazy, um, and, and plus you have you know w- this this uh, trade war right, which is huge right. Investors are are not pricing that in appropriately. Uh, there's there's you know some potential political and eventual economic crises brewing in Europe, the the European Union particularly, and then there's China, which is you know for a long time China was a big driver of this recovery right this huge amount of economic growth but the problem with that growth is that a lot of it was driven by debt right that they wanted to keep their gdp up above you know 6 or 8% or whatever it was uh, but a lot of it was fueled by debt and the problem with debt is that you know eventually you're going to need more and more debt to elicit the same amount of gdp growth right and eventually it's going to get to the point where gdp growth um well, is actually goes negative due to more debt creation. That's actually something called the Minsky moment, okay? And this is not, again, this is, I, I don't think that, you know, in some ways there's a bit of bias on my part, right? Because I'm really pay attention to, to what could go wrong in the markets. But this idea of a Minsky moment, this is something that's been discussed by the head of the People's Bank of China, their central bank. Right. This would be like like um, Jerome Powell warning of a Minsky moment here in the United States. This is legitimate. Okay, so late cycle psychology is definitely something to pay attention to. Um, People are just dismissing this risk. Right. Piling into things like the stock market or cryptocurrencies or the real estate market because they've gone up in the past for for the last nine years or eight years or whatever. Um, But that doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case. Okay. the final reason that I think a lot of investors are just not interested in precious metals is combination between short-sightedness over their investment. I'm talking about the people that, that have 401ks or IRAs or pensions or whatever, you know, the pensions are a little bit of a different story, but um, short-sightedness and a poor understanding of the fundamentals of the world economy, especially Western economies and U.S. economy in particular, okay? Short-sightedness, okay? So take, for example, Social Security, pensions, 401ks, IRAs, whatever it is in terms of investments. Um, People have a hard time understanding that that money, that investment right there, very well may not be there when they retire, okay? 
my generation, I think, has a hard time understanding this, okay? We, we assume that just because things played out a certain way in the past, that that's how they're going to play out in the future. But that's not necessarily the case, okay? Um, I think there's a lot of people that have a poor understanding of how our monetary system works. They have a poor understanding of what runs our economy. And what is it that runs our economy? Well, in today's day and age, kind of like what I was talking about with China, debt, Debt is a big player in our economy. It's a big driver of our economy. Debt and consumption, and oftentimes this consumption is fueled by debt. Um, it's a poor understanding, okay? So so take, for example, somebody like me, or maybe let's say someone 10 years older than me, 33 years old, okay? Well into their, their career. Their retirement is on the horizon. They, they're probably beginning to invest in something like 401k or IRA, or they're, they're, they're working towards um, their pension, whatever it might be. The idea that in 30 years or whenever they plan on retiring at 65 or 60 or 70, um, the idea that that money just might not be there or that they're going to take a 50% hit on that due to inflation or because of of some massive crisis that we just don't necessarily uh, climb out of, um, that's inconceivable for these people, right? Because they, they, I mean, pensions, they're promised these pensions, right? That pension is, as far as they're concerned, going to be there for them when they retire, and it very well could be, but they don't understand that that value of the dollars that they'll be collecting on that pension might not be worth the same amount, right? Um, It's just a a poor understanding of how our system works, right? It's a poor understanding of how debt has been growing exponentially, right? This This is not a linear type of system. That debt has been growing exponentially here in the U.S. economy and, and indeed in the world economy, um, and that that cannot continue indefinitely. Either A, you're going to have some sort of a deflationary collapse, or what I think is a little bit more likely, a inflationary collapse, right? Where where debt is just continues to pile up and, and central bank intervention, government intervention, um, ultimately tries to correct any potential weakness in the economy, and and the underlying fiat currencies are completely uh, inflated into oblivion. Total short-sightedness and, and poor understanding of our system. So um, I do think that those things are going to change, though, however, right? I think that, you know, in 2008, in 2009, 2010, we saw a huge surge of interest in precious metals, right? People woke up. We realized that in September of 2008, the world financial system almost fell apart, right? And that going forward from there, things were not what they were like before, right? Quantitative easing, that term began to be thrown around. Massive bailouts, a massive increase in the U.S. government debt and the debt of many other uh, sovereign nations. Um, People woke up and they started to worry. They started to worry about the future of their economy, of their currency, of their jobs, and they turned to precious metals, okay? Not because precious metals are always the premier investment, but because they're a hedge, they're insurance, okay? Um, And I believe that that people, again, will see this in the future as they realize that, hey, um, maybe we shouldn't have been dismissing all that risk that that these other crackpot conspiracy theorists were talking about or whatever. And hey, maybe our monetary system, our currency, our economy is not as sound as we think. So I do believe that this is going to change in the future. So those are my top three reasons right there. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. As always, if you're looking to support me, um, liking this video, commenting, certainly subscribing if you haven't already, that is a huge help to me. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.